So kind of kind of hold on with uh, with the slides there. Uh, okay. Yes, sir. Larry. Well, you can go ahead and go get going with the slides, but um, I've got my material already set. So don't don't uh, panic if you don't get a blank filled in. We'll uh, we'll take care of that later on. So I'll try to stick to it as best I can. Uh, we're trying to coordinate notes and slides and all that during the week, and sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get that just right. So, but uh, let, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and pray, and then we'll go ahead and uh, get started. Lord, we uh, thank you that we can uh, call you our Father. Uh, we thank you that uh, you initiated a relationship, and that you are at work uh, each and every day, uh, transforming our lives from the inside out. I just pray that you'll help us tonight as we um, look at your word and and develop uh, principles that uh, would apply to um, us being godly parents and also uh, building marriages that would uh, please you. So help us with that. I just pray that we might uh, learn from each other and that our conversation will glorify you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So I'd like to give just a, a little bit of a review. Won't spend a whole lot of time on that. Uh, we're spending a lot of time with uh, building a foundation here. The first uh, three weeks, we uh, started a foundation uh, for parenting. And Pastor Larry uh, started off the first week with uh, the gospel. And that's really the first piece of the foundation uh, because uh, becoming a godly parent is intimately uh, connected to uh, God parenting us. Uh, in Hebrews uh, 12, uh, it, it speaks of uh, that God disciplines uh, his children and those who he loves. So uh, God is our parent. Uh, we, uh, we learned uh, a couple of weeks ago regarding the principles within the word of God that we are to obey them. So uh, the Lord does discipline us as we would discipline our children if they disobey us. And the Lord has entrusted us with our children, and how can we care and train for them uh, that would glorify God if we don't have a relationship with them, with him? So the gospel is key, and we started off with that. Uh, the next week we talked about the, the importance of uh, God's word. And in the Bible, uh, God has established a pattern of living for all his children to follow. And uh, he has given us uh, truths in his word, uh, biblical principles that we are to follow. And we're to follow them no matter what. It's uh, regardless of the time period that you live in or the culture that you're in, uh, we are to obey uh, God's uh, principles and his word. But this also gives us an opportunity as parents to be able to explain to our kids that us as parents are under God's authority and that we must obey his word. So that gives us the uh, responsibility to teach them to our children so that they can learn them and that they can continue to uh, obey the Lord even as they uh, leave your home. So this is a good opportunity for us to be able to teach it to our, our children. And then last week, uh, Pastor Larry talked about the formation and communication of family standards and just mentioned about uh, biblical principles that uh, – they are to be obeyed by every believer. And uh, from there, we can apply those biblical principles into um, family standards. And we talked about uh, from, or we looked at First Thessalonians 4, 
It says that it is God's will that we are sanctified, that we're set apart from the world and sin, that you should avoid sexual immorality. So that is a biblical principle that all of us need to obey. But we might apply that differently. Now, we do have some freedom in application as long as we obey the principle. So we might have uh, one believer that might say, I am going to remove the TV from my house and I'm not going to have any Internet service because I do not want to disobey this uh, this principle in God's word. But there might be another that uh, might say, hey, you know, I want to use some controls, uh, put some controls in place uh, so that we can obey this uh, particular uh, passage. And uh, so they're able to apply it a little bit differently. Um, but in the end, they're able to uh, be obedient to that uh, uh, scripture. And then uh, family standards are important for each family to establish. But uh, the only caution is I would make sure that you're able to uh, teach that principle to your children, but do not make it overburdensome. Um, use it as something that this is what God has laid out in his word and that we want to be obedient. We want to please him with our lives. And this is something that you can take with you as you leave our home, that you continue to obey God in that word. So that leads us to uh, developing foundations for a biblical marriage. Pastor Rich, uh, can I can I just interrupt real quick? Um, sure. Thank you to Julie for reminding me. Anybody who needs it, I've dropped the notes into the chat. I said I was going to do it at the beginning and hadn't. So if you need those, they're in the chat. Now you should be able to find it there, a PDF. All right, sorry for the interruption. Go for it. No, no problem. So uh, this lesson and our next one next week will be uh, living under authority, and we'll be seeing that all of us live under authority, certainly God's authority, and we have other authorities in our lives. But if you go back and you think about um, the salvation that God has freely given each of us, uh, going back that God has uh, elected us with election, uh, that we were dead in our sins and that the Holy Spirit um, uh, regenerated us, gave us life of, um, of uh, faith. And then that uh, with, that we were, he, God forgave us our sins. And then also that the righteousness of Christ was imputed to us. So this was so that we can have right standing before God. This is nothing that we did on our own. And then he continues to uh, transform us from the inside out as we live our lives. He uses that uh, through scripture, also for us being obedient to him in, in life. But he transforms us, and he has particular things that he would have for us to accomplish. In Ephesians 2, it uh, mentions that, uh, that he has all the good works that were planned for us was from eternity past. So you can see that, there was nothing in our salvation that we did on our own. It was all initiated by God. It's all a work of him and Christ on the cross uh, that we can have salvation. So we've brought nothing to the table. And God is rich in mercy and grace, and we can rely on him for everything that we encounter in life. First uh, Corinthians uh, 6 says that, um, do you, not, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, who you have received from God? 
You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So we can see that uh, we have done nothing on our own and that um, we are to be, uh, God is the Lord of our lives and that we need to be obedient to him. So before we kind of get into the lesson, just, um, you know, three things that um, I'd like for us just to kind of keep in mind as we start this lesson, that uh, that we should live lives that are full of gratitude to the Lord and that uh, we are eager to obey him and obey his word and uh, all that he has done for us in our lives. And he's continuing to work in our lives uh, through the sanctification uh, process. But uh, we're all accountable uh, for ourselves. And uh, Romans uh, 14, 12 says that. So then each of you should give an account of yourselves to God. So we're responsible for ourselves because tonight we're going to be talking about roles And sometimes I think that we can look at our spouses and we're looking to change them or we'll make excuses for ourselves regarding our spouses. But I want us to consider tonight as we go through uh, this material that we're responsible for ourselves. And even if our spouses don't do everything that we want them to do, is that we can rest in the Lord, that he's in control of their lives. And um, so we can uh, rest on that. But uh, we're all under God's authority, so we need to submit uh, to his plan of order. And God does have a plan of order uh, within our households. And he's established a chain of command for our families so that things run on an orderly basis. And his design is not merely uh, just for order, but it has a divine purpose uh, to bring him glory. And uh, 1 Corinthians 11 says, But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. So we can see from these verses that there is nothing that is random about God's plan of order. And when we purpose to follow God's design for our homes, we are affirming our belief in God's authority and priority. So let's talk about our priorities. And if if you're considering a priority, if everything is a priority, then nothing is a priority. So we need to be able to to really hone in on what is really important. And the first uh, priority is is that uh, placing God first in our lives. And God is our top priority. I mean, this is our why in life as a believer, is that we love God with all of our hearts. In fact, our verses, our memory verses uh, for this week is Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7. But if you go to uh, verse 5, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And again, This is our why in life. This is the most important thing. If you grasp one thing tonight, it is is that we are to love God above all else. Uh, It's above our spouses, our children, uh, whatever other blessings that the Lord has given us in life. uh, We are to honor him first. And then our our second priority is the uh, spousal priority for husbands and wives. And then we are to uh, we're to love each other, but we're to give each other the rightful place in our marriages. And on a human level, 
it is the most important relationship, and we'll talk more about that. But we have to work together uh, as a team uh, to have um, um, to accomplish what the Lord would have for us uh, in, in our families. But uh, this means that we're uh, placing each other as a priority over our our own needs. Uh, one thing that we've learned in men's fraternity, men who have been through that, is is that manhood is really dying to self. And that's one thing that we learn, and that's very true for husbands, is that um, many times you're going to have to be able to set aside uh, things that you might want to do. Now, it's not that you can't do anything that you want to do. Obviously, we're not just saying that. But when push comes to shove, there's many times where you're going to have to die to yourself to be able to love your spouse the way that you need to and also to uh, to parent your, your children. But husbands and wives, we're equal in God's eyes. Um, we're all on equal footing. But um, there are different roles that he has for us, and we're going to take a look at those. There's different functions that uh, that we're going to carry out within those roles. And um, so we'll, we'll explore that uh, later on. But at my uh, son's wedding, I use this passage, and I think this really lays out um, the, the roles that we have within our homes and how we're to submit to one another. And that's uh, the passage in Ephesians 5. And it says in uh, verse 21, it says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So we can see from this verse that, um, that we are to submit to, to one another. And then in verse 22, it says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should should submit to their husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. But in verse 21, like I said, um, we are submitting to one another. Husbands and wives are submitting to each other. But in verse 22, it does say, wives submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Now, we're going to be talking about roles and submission uh, to one another. And I understand, and husbands, we need to understand that, that the Lord has um, uh, required women, uh, their wives, to submit to their own husbands. And this is, um, this is a big task that they need to uh, be obedient to. So we need to be very mindful of that. And then the next verse, uh, well, in verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And so we're seeing here that husbands and how we're to love our wives. We're to love our wives as Christ has loved the church. Um, this um, This is certainly, with wives submitting to us, this is equally just as important as that we're loving our wives as Christ has loved the church. And we know that Christ gave his life for the church. So that's the type of love that us as husbands should have 
uh, for our wives. And then also, we're, husbands were to have a purifying love for our wives, uh, one that is concerned with her spir- spiritual well-being. So we're, we should be, uh, not, we should not be able to bear the thought of really anything sinful being in the life of our wives, uh, that would not glorify the Lord. And so we need to be able to, um, be cognizant of that, to look for areas, make sure that, um, uh, as you manage your household, that you're, um, scrutinizing everything that you bring into your home, uh, whether it's uh, TV, the internet, uh, the type of entertainment that you have. Uh, we have a, a very high um, command here to have a purifying love for our, for our wives and for our children to be able to guide them uh, properly from, from the Word of God. But then in verse uh, 33, it does say, Wives, respect your husbands. And uh, that means, uh, wives, you, you'll need to respect your husbands, uh, not only to his face, uh, but behind his back. And uh, this is uh, in this passage in Ephesians 5, the Lord is laying out on how we're to submit to one another, but also within the household, with wives submitting to their husbands and husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church. So this is great help for us as we're building this foundation of a biblical marriage. And um, this kind of leads to another point that they made in uh, the author made in the book is about setting up guardrails to protect your marriage. And setting up guardrails is for protection for the husband and for the wife, but it's not something that's uh, to be used as something to control your spouse. Um, a couple of passages we'll look at, but evil is lurking. Evil is lurking whenever you're out in the world. Um, it, it's lurking. In First Peter 5.8, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. So be aware of this as you engage the world and you're, you set up guardrails to be able to uh, protect you and your spouse. So don't venture to the perimeter because you've uh, because you have established convictions in a series of guardrails between you and danger. So we want to make sure that we're setting up guardrails that would um, that would prevent us from getting into places that are really going to damage the relationship that we have with one another and be able to cause us to sin. Romans In Romans 13, it says, uh, Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, and do not think on how to gratify the desires of the flesh. So guardrails are very important in marriage. We'll talk a little bit about some examples here in just a minute. But uh, guardrails are very important as well when you're parenting your children, uh, being able to have different standards um, so that um, your children don't wander into uh, into harm's way as well. But uh, th- there's a lot of different examples of guardrails that you can set up in your marriage. Um, it could be with men at work. There could be different things, different agreements that you might have uh, with your spouse. Uh, being in business, I do have an occasion where I will have a meeting uh, with um, with a female. And so I have an agreement with my wife that if I do have that, I let her know that. 
And certainly she knows, you know, where we meet, whether it's, um, if, you know, it's at a restaurant, it's somewhere that's uh, out in the open, there's a lot of people around, uh, certainly never traveling with a female alone in the car. Uh, but those are things that we have uh, worked out, uh, you know, regarding work. But it could be something of your, uh, the TV, what you allow in your home, the internet use that you have. Um, do you have a computer in your house? Is it uh, in a central location? You know, how do you manage that with your children and your spouse and yourself with being able to, uh, to, uh, to manage those things? Because again, if you're not setting up any guardrails, then with our sinful nature and our corrupt hearts, then we can gravitate to uh, sinful, uh, to sinning in these particular areas. So I would just encourage you to come come to an agreement on how you're going to handle these situations. And you need to be able to talk about these situations with one another. Just be honest about it. I mean, if there is this insecurity, again, we're not trying to control our spouses. But uh, if there is something that you're concerned about and you have legitimate concern for that, then this should be something that uh, that you should be able to discuss. And you do want to be able to resolve that. Uh, because if you don't, uh, then you can create drift in your marriage, and that's not good. I don't know if any of you were able to uh, be with us for the art of marriage, and that was one of the things that they talked about, that after a while, uh, as you get through the honeymoon phase, that you do, bec- you do have these different challenges in life, and in the book they kind of talked about, you know, staying on the track, and you're going to have these different uh challenges that you have to kind of work through. And if you don't work through them with full agreement from both spouses, it's going to cause your your relationship to drift. And that's a very dangerous uh, position to put your, your marriage in is when you're drifting. And that really kind of leads into our next uh, point is living and understanding in agreement with one another. And just kind of alluded uh, to this, you know, regarding creating those guardrails about having those in your marriage so that uh, you're not drifting into sinful uh, situ- uh, situations. But it will be very difficult for you to accomplish your goals and objectives as parents if you're not working together as a team. And I'll talk more about uh, the partnership, really, that we have in marriage, and it is so important. But um, I'd like to just give some advice uh, to husbands uh, in this particular area, because there might be some disagreement uh, that you might have uh, regarding understanding and agreement. And uh, the verses for uh, husbands, good verses, is First uh, Peter 3, 7. And it says, husbands, in the same way, be considered as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the precious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. And this is very key for husbands, is that you live in an understanding way so that if your wife brings something to you regarding something that, you know, that bothers her, that concerns her or whatever, you need to be, need to be considerate of that. Uh, just don't say, ah, yeah, it's, you know, it's really no big deal. And then you just kind of like, you know, brush it to the side. But in the meantime, this is something that is, is stays in the back of her mind. And it can cause an insecurity, and it can cause the relationship to drift if you do not uh, deal with it. 
And then also, um, man, do not be, uh, another thing that we learned in the men's fraternity, which I think is very applicable here, is do not be passive in spiritual and family matters. And it's really, you know, if you go back to Adam in the garden, I mean, he was just standing alongside Eve uh, when she was, uh, when she was sinning. And so that showed that, uh, that um, Adam was passive. And we have a tendency as men to be passive in spiritual things and things of the family. And, um, you know, when it comes to our hobbies, whether, you know, you like to golf or, you know, whatever it is, hunting, playing hockey, uh, we're very passionate about that. But when it does come to spiritual things and, and, and matters of the family, we do tend to be passive. So I just like to kind of um, uh, caution you on that. And then uh, view your wife as a partner and a helpmate. Just some advice to uh, wives. Um, husbands are more prone to listen uh, to your ideas if he knows in the end that you're going to at least support him. So, again, there's going to be many things that you're going to need to be able to discuss. It could be budget matters. It could be matters uh, regarding your children's education. Um, so, Showing support to your husband because God has placed the um, husbands uh, to be um, to lead the household. So you need to be able to submit to him um, when push comes to shove. But these are obviously items that all need to be discussed. But uh, their husbands are more prone to listen if they know in the end you're going to support him. Just a couple other things, and again, I'm not trying to, to beat wives up here or beat husbands up here, but I'm just trying to point out some, some things that I've noticed through the years that have been really big stumbling blocks for couples. And another one is for wives is, you know, don't push your husbands. Follow his leadership and support him. Now, again, it's not that you can't challenge or discuss matters, but uh, if it comes down to it, lovingly uh, maybe reveal an area of conflict uh, with uh, biblical truth and then let it, uh, let it rest, uh, give it to the Lord and leave it with him and trust him that he is still working in his life and that he will convict him of this particular area. Uh, I, I can think of other things in my life that things have worked out, you know, that way that uh, the Lord has, brought circumstances uh, to pass, to be able to teach me lessons. So don't feel like you've got to tie your husband down so that he not understands exactly what you're saying. Do it respectfully. Um, bring in biblical truth to be able to uh, back up what you're saying. But then, you know, just uh, leave it to the Lord to be able to work that out if uh, he's still not uh, necessarily agreeing with you on a particular matter. Knowing your role in doing it, and I just want to stress here the partnership in marriage. And this is a real important point that we need to learn as we're going through these roles. I mean, we have wives where we're, um, you're commanded to submit to your husbands. Husbands, you are commanded to love your wives as Christ has loved the church. And sometimes we can get we can fo obviously we need to focus on those verses and obey them, but we really need to think about in partnership in working together with one another. And there's uh, there should be no harshness from a husband to his wife. 
wives, um, you know, don't always tell your husbands, you know, what they're supposed to do. Resolve conflict. Uh, husbands, meet the emotional needs of your wives. Be considerate of that. Uh, wives, be concerned about the physical needs of your husband. As you can see, as I'm going through all these different areas here, these areas of conflict that that um, really uh, they affect all of us in our marriages is that we want to that we need to create a partnership as we go forward as we build a biblical marriage that's going to number one bring glory to God but also to run your household. I mean, as you get into uh, running your household, uh, living under God's design allows everybody to benefit uh, from that. And uh, God has uh, given, created each of us to fulfill roles that he's placed for us to, to, uh, to fulfill. And we all need to be in submission to Christ. But I want to stress the partnership in marriage because there's a lot of things that uh, each of us will need to accomplish. And we're going to kind of step through just the three areas here that the book laid out in, in areas where we need to have partnership in and how God's design, it all works together. But the only time that it doesn't work is when we go our own way and we're disobedient. But uh, what the first area that uh, they laid out was, or the author laid out was, is that a husband leads and a wife follows. And we just went through Ephesians 5 where it says that, you know, wives are to submit themselves to their own husbands as unto the Lord. And wives, when you're submitting yourselves to your husbands, it's you're obeying God. And once you've done that, you've really done your part. You've been you've been obedient to that particular uh, passage. Um, so you can leave it with the Lord once you've done that. But also looking on the other side is that the husbands are responsible for the big picture. Um, they are responsible to make sure that there's a family budget, there, that we're adhering to the family budget, uh, taxes, retirement. You know, kids' education, leading the family spiritually. Um, there's a lot of responsibility on the husband to be able to provide in all these different areas. Now, wives, you are helping. And I will tell you that all the things that the Lord has allowed me to accomplish in this life, um, I certainly wouldn't have been able to do it without the help of my, without the help of uh, Tracy. And again, we, we strive to have a partnership. And if we, it appears that we're starting to get off track, we have difficulties or whatever, then we need to be able to, we have to work through that uh, so that we can accomplish what God would have for us. And another thing with husbands leading, husbands, we need to learn to become a servant leader. It's not that, you know, we have the final say so. We're going to exercise that authority at all times. No, we need to learn to be a servant leader. That's Christ was a servant leader for us. He was the example for us to follow. So we need to lovingly understand our, our wives, our, our children, their bents that they have in life, and be able to work with those. Also, the husband provides and the wife supports. Uh, generally, the husband will, um, he works outside the home. Uh, during uh, COVID, uh, it's been a little different. Uh, husbands have been at home. Um, and the wife uh, obviously can work as well, but primarily the wife manages the home while the husband is away. 
And again, this is where this partnership comes in. And if you don't have that, it's, then it's going to be very difficult to manage your, your household. Uh, wise is that we look at uh, Proverbs 31, we see the uh, resourcefulness of a wife and how she manages her household, how she provides for her household. So again, we see on how the, the husband provides and how the wife supports the household um, and you're working together. And again, a lot of these decisions are to be coordinated between the two of you regarding budgets or problems that arise in a household, uh, spiritual matters, uh, serving in the ministry. These are all things that uh, both spouses need to contribute to uh, as you run your household. And then finally, uh, the husband protects and the wife uh, stays close. Um, husbands, I'll, I will just say this, and this is one thing that I, it, it took me a while really to kind of catch on with. <laughs> I'm not really this, uh, you know, the, the brightest bulb in the box at all times. And sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to learn things, but I'll just tell you this is that don't, don't let your wives does that they have to feel that they have to fend for their, for themselves or defend themselves in certain situations. And it could be, you know, family matters, you know, not in your immediate family, but maybe, you know, potentially with your parents. Uh, it could be with your siblings, you know, family gatherings, wherever it might be, is husbands, I would encourage you, take the initiative here. Stick up for your wives where you need to. Now, again, it's not that we're going out of our way to uh, treat people unkindly, but there might be at times where you need to be able to basically stick up for your wife and say something that you might not necessarily want to, but it's needed to. And so I just want to encourage you there to take the initiative um, in those particular times to, um, you know, defend your wife, to make matters clear. It could be you need to make matters clear with your with your parents. Uh, certainly as a couple is married and they're developing their own um, uh, household, you know, you could have parents that could maybe try to, you know, put their nose where they shouldn't. And, uh you know, you might have to kindly tell your, your mom and dad, look, you know, I've got this covered or I like the way my wife is doing this, whatever it might be. I think you kind of get the idea here. And then why is it, um, I would just say, you know, not that husbands are trying to be controlling on where you're going, but certainly, you know, the home should be your home base of operations uh, with, um, you know, certainly managing uh, your household, um, but also inform your husband, you know, where you're going so he doesn't worry. Um, certainly, I've, uh, through the years, uh, Tracy might say, you know, I'm, I have to go to the grocery store tonight. You know, and, and I, I, I just don't like her going to the store by herself at night. Uh, so generally, I'll end up uh, I'll going with her. But uh, anyway, just inform your, your husband so that, um, you know, you just don't have this life that's separate from him nor does he have a life that's just separate from you. I mean, there is a dependency that you have on each other. And so just being respectful of your husband, letting him know, you know, where you're uh, going to go. And just uh, some other priorities, just to kind of, just some brief comments, and then we'll uh, break up into our small groups. But um, uh, regarding children, uh, the husband and wife relationship is the primary 
relationship in a household. And again, there's no conflicts at all with your children. But you do need to remember that. And I can tell you that uh, with Tracy having raised both of our children, and now they're married and they're out of the house, that if we just would have concentrated on our kids, whether it was their activities or schooling or whatever it is, you know, 30 years later, we could have said, you know, who are you? I mean, we've, we've both changed through the 30 years. And if we didn't make each other the priority relationship, then once the kids are gone the, and you have the empty nest, uh, you can have a completely different relationship. And you can really kind of look at and, and think to yourself, you know, really, how did we get here? Well, it was, it was a constant drift through the years. So, again, we're all going to do what's uh, best for our children or we want to do what's best for our children. But remember, your spouse is the most important uh, human relationship that you have. Certainly managing the home front, uh, knowing the, the needs of your uh, family and staying in tune with those. Certainly uh, mothers uh, uh, do that with their children, knowing their, uh, their needs and attending to them. Uh, uh, husbands and fathers obviously doing the same thing as making sure that you know what the needs of your family are, making sure that you're, me- you're meeting them. And then the last um, priority is ministry. And I will tell you that this is probably one of the most important areas of what you can do for your family is that I will tell you that your children will value what is important to you. You might not articulate it to them what's important to you, but they will observe from your life what is important to you. And one thing that Tracy and I have always tried to do is we've tried to have our our family our family and life really revolve around the church. And I trust that that has paid off. We haven't obviously done it perfectly, but that has been one of the things that we've really tried to emphasize with uh, raising our children. And it's really given us a great opportunity. Um, as you look at those, our verses this week in uh, Deuteronomy uh, 6, you know, we're talking with your children as you're, you know, as you're walking in the household, wherever it's at, you're able to um, um, emphasize uh, those passages of scripture as you go throughout life. You're able to point things out to them, different exper- experiences that they can learn from. So again, ministry is a huge, huge opportunity for you as parents to really be able to instill in your children really what is important, and that's loving the Lord, our God, with all of our heart, soul, and mind.